Danielle Houston, Benefits Advisor, Seeker of Information. Welcome to my podcast. This is The Checkup, where we explore all things related to employee benefits, healthcare, and really anything else we want. Today, we're exploring an emerging trend, student loan debt repayment benefits. To help us unpack this is Emeritus. We have a couple of people here joining me from Emeritus. They are a carrier of dental and vision primarily, but they've added in these student loan repayment programs into their repertoire. And there are two folks that are going to join me today to talk specifically about how all of this works in the employer setting. Dennis Cash is the Director of Strategic Initiatives with Emeritus. He's been there almost a year. He oversees the development and management of strategic initiatives, specifically Benefit Ed and I Here. We are talking today about Benefit Ed in particular. Not only has Dennis been in this area of benefits, but he's also served in the Army National Guard for 12 years, which is where he had his very first exposure to student loan repayment programs. As Dennis says, if not for a great benefit like this, he himself would have been looking at debt of about $10,000 and would have been in the same situations that we see a lot of our other graduates facing as they leave college today. I also have Todd Whitehill. Todd is our regional manager for Emeritus here in the greater Seattle area. He's been with Emeritus over 10 years. And so he and I have been talking a little bit about how this benefit works and you know why it's such a big deal, especially here in the greater Seattle area, this war for talent that we are often all talking about. Todd spent the first five years in Orange County, but he's been here in the Seattle area ever since. He's got a degree in business management, spent his fair share of time in college too, walked away with about $20,000 in student loan debt. Are you free yet? I'm debt free. Debt free. Hey, hey. We like that. As of six months ago. All right, six months ago. I won't ask you how long you've been out of college. I graduated in 2006. <laughs> oh, so. holy smokes. Okay. So here we are, and that's a really great segue to start talking about why is this important. So, you know, we know that Emeritus has been this carrier for dental and vision primarily. So, Dennis, why the move? Why the move into student loan debt and repaying those back? So, yeah, this is Dennis, and... and Emeritus really wanted to bring innovative products and something new and value added to their clients. And one of the great, great partnerships that we, we joined in with was with Nelnet, who really knows the student loan space. And we really, they coined the, the company Benefit Ed back in April. Uh, and what was really great about it is a recent survey found that more than 60% of workers say that student loan repayment benefits are something that is very important to them. And this was one of the opportunities where Emeritus could jump in and really offer such a benefit. Millennials will compose of approximately 50% of the workforce by 2020, and 75% of those will graduate with student loans. So it's an exciting topic. I, I appreciate, Danielle, you bringing me on. So. Yeah, and and let's add on to to that about millennials and what they represent in the workforce that by 2020, which sounds far away, but it's two years, guys. In two years, this generation is going to be surpassing baby boomers and my generation in the workforce. There will be more of them than the rest of us, and they are coming into the workforce with much different needs than, than what we have, than what we've seen. I was going to say they're, they're really not taking advantage of the traditional benefits like previous generations are yeah. and, and are really looking for that, that different different benefit that really will affect them and the student loan repayment is one of those for sure 
and I, yeah, I've been in front of groups of, of millennials, and I say, would you rather your employer contribute $50 towards your dental and vision program or contribute $50 towards your existing student loan debt? And uh, hands down, all the hands go up for student loan repayment. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's something they can all relate to. And maybe really specifically in our area, and we talked about this a little bit before, you know, you graduate with your student loans, and then if you're living in this area, you have a high cost of living. So if you're trying to manage rent, if you're trying to buy a home or start a family, and you have this average student loan debt, um, it is really hard to figure out how you're going to make ends meet and, and then plan for retirement on top of that. They don't want to think about retirement. Yeah, there's a lot of trickle-down effects of the student loan uh, debt kind of issue that we have facing our nation. Mm-hmm. So I, I have talked about this benefit with several different clients. And interestingly enough, or maybe not, I mean, maybe this isn't news to you guys, it's not just tech companies that are interested in a benefit like this. While I think they may have been on the forefront of pushing this, definitely when I talk to any other organization that looks for skilled workforce and there's a shortage of a skilled workforce, there are a lot of different industries that are trying to figure out if this is a really good fit for them. So let's talk some specifics. Um, Dennis, can you tell us a little bit how does the program work at a high level? Sure, at a very high level, uh, at its core, Benefit Ed is an employer-sponsored student loan repayment program that helps attract and retain uh, the new new generation workforce, right? Mm-hmm. And if you were to add the 529 option as well, it would have the opportunity to go across your organization. And so what this is, is you guys, as the employers, would make all the rules. Uh, you, you set up all the, all the criteria uh, to be able to take advantage of this program. With that, then the Benefit Ed will essentially send your employees an email stating that you have been chosen to take advantage of this particular program. The employee enters in their information. Benefit Ed confirms that it's a student loan, sends that information back to the employer, and then draws the money that would have, with whatever contribution that the employer has decided to, to con- contribute. We take that money and, and, and service the loans at the end of each month. And that is at a very, very high level is what that is what takes place. Okay. And let's be really specific. So this is really geared toward employers that want to say something like, we're going to give you X amount of a month to help you repay your student loans. Maybe we're going to do, you know, $1,000 a year, $100 a month to help you in addition to whatever that that employee might be paying, you know, as their minimum payment on their student loans, correct? Exactly. That, that is the, the best case scenario is where the, the employee continues to make their minimum monthly payment, and then whatever the employer decides to, to contribute just goes on on top of that uh, principal payment to where the loan gets paid off quicker and you save a lot more interest. Yeah. The, the biggest thing is, is the dollar that the employer is giving to the employee is worth a lot more than just that dollar just because of the time and interest that it saves. And real quickly, let's just specify here to or define that a 529 is the tax-deferred vehicle to save for college education later on. So if you're opening up a college savings account for your kids, you're opening up a, a 529. So then, and we'll we'll talk about how that can play into a benefit like this too. But let's um, 
let's dig in a bit to what do some of these benefits look like? I mean, some of the articles that are out there, these are really big companies, you know, that are starting, that have been at the forefront of this benefit. So there are a number of different scenarios that, that I've read about how this benefit can be set up. Um, give us, give us a bit of an example. What does, what does a benefit typical look like? So typically what most people will start out as is for the traditional proposal is either fifty or a hundred dollars a month that they will that that will be on a monthly basis basis to everybody that has a, a student loan or a parent plus loan. Mm -hmm. So the, and they're and they're making that monthly payment uh, to that employee student loan. So it's and typically they'll they'll put some requirements on it as a six month uh, tenure. So you have to be with the company six months. And then some people do actually end up with a, a lifetime max to where they'll put a maximum of say $10,000 on the, on the, as far as the lifetime max of that benefit. Yeah. And those are about the, those are the, the typically the three things that the employers will specify, either a tenure that you have to be there uh, X amount of time, mm -hmm. a, a specific dollar amount, and then potentially a, a lifetime max. Yeah, that, that's a lot of what I noticed, that the benefit was set up to, you know, maybe in year one it pays out $500, year two maybe it pays out $1,000, and if you are there for five years, you know, maybe the benefit maxes out at $5,000, but, I mean, kind of anything else in between, but it definitely seems like there's a real trend in making sure that employees are vested and that it be tied in a way to keep people in the workplace, not just for the first year, but beyond that. And I think a nice example of that, and I was kind of talking to Dennis about this the other day, was other companies are starting to look at the $100 contribution after six months of employment mm -hmm. for the first year. But again, this benefit is really designed at the retention aspect. So again, we're trying to attract the talent, but we also want to retain them. So some companies are looking at after the first six months, we're going to start contributing $100 per month for the first year. Then in your second year of employment, it goes to $150 per month. And then in your third year of employment, it goes to $200 per month. And then we, you know, then they cap it at like a $10,000 or $15,000 overall contribution. Which is really, really generous. But I think it also comes back to one of the points you've made about the average length of time that we're seeing, especially millennials, stay in a job. What was that number, Todd? Well, I referenced it was 3.2 years is the uh, what was on average, but I was actually looking at an updated marketing material, and it actually said millennials on average are changing jobs, employers on average, every 2.8 years. Yeah. And if you're a company that has higher than normal training or onboarding costs, this is where the program can really become valuable in terms of ROI because you're looking at every 1% reduction in your turnover rate as going towards essentially paying for a program like Benefit Ed. Yeah. So it's not just about getting someone in the door to take a job with you in the first place. It's really about keeping them in that job so that all of the time, resource that you spend in training them and getting them equipped to do their job, they stay. Because that's a big takeaway from, of course, the baby boomer generation, you know, my parents that, you know, would stay in the job from the time they started until the time they retired. Those days are gone. Yeah, I mean, it's a great way for an employer to make a direct contribution towards their employees' 
existing student loan debt. So uh, some companies might say, well, we give you a paycheck. Well, you know, that paycheck tends to go other places. So this is a direct contribution to an oftentimes a prerequisite to even be employed by this company. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest, at least in the greater Seattle area, whether you're tech or or not in tech anymore, there's an expectation from employees. It's more than a paycheck. You know, you come into a workplace and there, uh, there's food, there's beverages, there's such a focus on the other benefits. The times have changed. People are looking for not just the paycheck, but how does it feel to work there? And I, I think, you know, one of the things that I've taken away from learning about this benefit too is that it feels good, right? If you're worried about your debts, if you're worried about your student loans, and you're also worried about your rent, this is one of the few benefits that maybe could be provided that give people a different kind of peace of mind than anything else that we've done in the workplace. Agreed? Yeah, I would agree with that. Agreed. It really, it really drives home the, the, the financial wellness of your employees and that your employer is really taking care of, it, of you and really looking out for what is important to you. Yeah, and that's a good segue into one of the questions that I wanted to dig into as well, which is, you know, at least from my perspective, one of the great ways that this could be tied to financial wellness is tying this benefit to a prerequisite of some kind that an employee take or complete some kind of finance class or budgeting class. And maybe maybe you're leveraging that from a 401k advisor who can provide that kind of basic. But, you know, if you're new to the workforce and you're a millennial and you've got a ton of student loans, have you ever, you know, have you had that kind of sit down with somebody about what, what should you be budgeting for your mortgage? How do you save for these things? And how do you budget for groceries and decide what's, you know, those, those classes don't really exist anymore in high school, from what I understand. And uh, it leads into some really good basic things of, of that financial wellness. So, you know, I'm curious, have you, have you seen that yet? Yes, most definitely. We uh, we actually are working with a, a local hospital that is really trying to use Benefit Ed as, as the anchor of their full financial wellness program that they want to that they want to offer to their employees. Um, and a part of it is they're they're looking at you know do we do classes on the Dave Ramsey or do we do classes on on just balancing checkbooks? It, it's amazing how many people. Haven't ever really balanced a checkbook, so it's who has really a checkbook anymore? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Dennis. Sorry to talk over you there for a second, but yeah, I mean, we we've got a new generation of people though that aren't going to have a checkbook, right? They're they don't even think about their checking account. They're they're transferring money from Venmo or Zelle or it's online banking. You know, it's it's really interesting because I think it's forcing all of us to think about all of these things in a very fresh and new way i would think it would tie in well to just a discussion on credit cards and credit card debt and the issue that that can cause uh, i've heard of some employers kind of sponsoring a day or you know financial wellness discussion where someone comes in and talks about all the various credit cards that are out there uh, and all the various benefits that you can get from each one and so to be able to tie that into an overall discussion on you know, what do you want to do with your 401k contribution going forward? Are you thinking you're going to be a long-term renter or do you want to start saving for your first home? Mm -hmm. uh, the, the student loan debt issue is, is a part of that conversation. 
and this just kind of sparks that. Yeah, because the reality is it is very likely if you have student loan debt, you have other debt too, right? Right. Yeah. Exactly. Well, and, and most of the student loan debt that is out there, it's about a $350 payment for over 10 years. So, I mean, that, that's essentially a, a, a decent car payment for 10 years if you're thinking yeah. of it in, that, in those terms. So, it, you know, you may have to put off your next car purchase or put off a, a nicer home or a nicer apartment mm-hmm. just to try to get out of the debt. Right. Which I think we all, you know, can relate to some of that through, you know, growing up and entering into adulthood. We've all had to figure some of that stuff out as we get along. But I definitely feel for any young person who's trying to make a living and, and buy a home here. I mean, it's kind In of hard to... area, that's oh a bit goodness. of a challenge. Yeah, huge, huge challenge. So every little bit definitely helps. Yes, agreed. So what... We talked about what a typical benefit would look like. You know, this may be fifty to one hundred and fifty dollars a month, capping it. What What is something that you've learned so far? And knowing that this is young, people who are introducing this benefit, they've not been doing it a long time, so we're learning here as we go along. But what so far would you say is something an employer shouldn't do with this benefit, Dennis? That they shouldn't. Yes. I think that the biggest thing is that they shouldn't just. Think that the, the the benefit is is there for to, to do like a payroll deduction. Where we have had the best success and the best adoption rate is where the, the employer does contribute something as far as it, even as, as minimal as twenty five dollars a month. Mm-hmm. It the adoption rate of this benefit and where it really drives home is when they do contribute some. Uh, with, with a couple of the first uh, companies that came on board just did the payroll deduct only side of things. Yeah, meaning they were gonna offer a student loan repayment. Yeah, mean, meaning that yeah, the yeah. employer wasn't contributing. It was just like you, the employee, you could set up your student loan payment through a payroll deduction. Right, so, right. Yeah. So they, they wanted to take the, the the notoriety of having a student loan repayment program, but they really weren't funding any of it. And the adoption rate was really, really low because people, as you mentioned, have already set things up and, and have, have done that. So yeah. um, where we were, where we have had the best success is when the employers do actually contribute something. Mm-hmm. And to one of Dennis's earlier points, the intent of this program is not to replace the minimum monthly payment. The intent is that the employee still continues to make their minimum monthly payment, and this is on top of that going directly towards principal. Yes, yes, which totally would be where the meat on that bone would lie, right? Let's let's help wind this down for people sooner rather than later. Um, anything else that you would say would be not not to do around this benefit? I mean, we we love to tell people what they should do, but you know, what are some of the things pitfalls to avoid? I think it's an important one. Well, I think the biggest the biggest pitfall is to to start early. Um, even the best thing about it is, is you can do it off cycle to where you can communicate. Uh, you can get the most, if you were, the most bang for your buck as an employer, getting it out to their employees. Mm-hmm. So what's really nice is if you have an, an extra month or so, you can communicate to your employees that this great new benefit is coming out. We've listened to you. We want to take care of you. And really roll it out in a very unique and very positive way. And so you have a lot more people buying in on it, t- taking it to heart, right? And then as employees, you can really appreciate it, and it doesn't get lost in the open enrollment that you have 
either at the beginning of the year or whenever your open enrollment is with all the other benefits. Yeah, that, that, that would be quite an undertaking. I, I would agree that doing something not at the same time is probably a huge, a huge piece. So let's circle back a little bit to 529, uh, the 529 plan, because, of course, you know, as I have talked with a couple of different clients, one of the things that came up, well, this is great for people who have debt. What about the people who either didn't have debt, they've already paid it off, you know, what, what can we do to help them? Um, and Todd, you and I talked a little bit about this as well, because this doesn't have to just be a benefit that's tied to how much debt you have. Um, maybe can you tell us a little bit about how it could work if you wanted to help employees save? Children's future student loans mm -hmm. uh, through the 529 vehicle. And just like the $50 a month or the $100 a month contribution can go towards the existing student loan, it can also be applied towards a 529 savings and loan plan for those individuals that do have those dependent children and, and want to be saving for those future needs. Um, so the fact also, one of the things is it's not an insurance program, so it's not regulated as such, uh, and employers have the flexibility to uh, class out or make eligible how they feel mm -hmm. um, and, and what's most important to them. So that is a nice aspect of it. Yes, agreed. Because we don't have that kind of flexibility in every scenario on the medical side. Right. So this really can be a benefit that you can tailor for any population right. that you like. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned a little bit about ROI initially, um, but let's unpack that a little a little further. In in the year or so that we have seen a pickup in this space, what what can you point back to as being some of the outcomes or return on investment for employers? Dennis. I'll, I'll let Dennis handle that one. Okay. Sure, sure. I can, I can elaborate on that. Uh, we have had one, one really successful case study uh, to where the, the employer has saw a 155% return on investment. Uh -huh. They saw their particular turnover rate in this group that they offered the, the student loan repayment reduced by 8%, which is, which is obviously a, a very big number when it comes from a turnover perspective uh, to reduce it by that much. So they were, they were obviously really, really happy with those results. And with, with that, they also, as, as that was their pilot program, they did go across their organization because they saw such a great benefit out of it. Okay. One of the other things that they had, they had noticed was it was a great recruiting tool. One of, the, the, one of their recruiters said that this is one of the best things that they could have ever done as they're going out and attracting new and young people coming into the workforce. What was their industry? It was, it was a, a call center. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, not yeah, technology. Not, not technology. Well, I think no, what, not what technology her, at all. What, what her direct quote was, this is a game changer yeah. in the recruiting process. And, and, and definitely not all companies go to college job fairs, and, and, and I wouldn't think that... The, I don't know what the percentage of companies are that go to college job fairs, but I would imagine that if you're sitting there at a college job fair and this company's telling you, we'll help you, we'll help you pay off, you know, this student loan debt that you just accrued over the last four or five years, mm -hmm. uh, you know, you, things are going to perk up, and, and I would think that that company would become a, a lot more enticing. To yeah, I would think that so. Candidate. Yeah, I would. I would think so as well. 
going through some of the how this actually works. I mean, let's touch quickly because this should be a great opportunity for you guys to, to talk about what does this cost an employer? Are we talking about, you know, administering this benefit is going to cost the same as having a dental plan or, uh, you know, what, what are we it, looking at it's, here? It's much more affordable. I'll take this one, Dennis. It's much more affordable. So if you're a company of over of, of around 500 or, or less employees, it's as simple as a $3.95 per enrolled per month administrative cost. That's per enrolled. Okay. It's not who's all eligible. It's yeah. only those that are actually electing the program. Uh, and, and that fee kind of goes down as you as the company, as you get into to larger companies. But... From an overall cost standpoint, I think that if you loop this into an overall strategic discussion on what kind of compensation package are we going to be offering our employees, especially maybe the younger population, it, it, if you really think out of Think of it holistically, and we were going to pay this employee $45,000, but we're also going to offer them student loan debt. Maybe in the grand scheme of things, you look at compensating them as a salary starting point. It was called $44,000, and now you've almost paid for your your student loan repayment program by that new starting salary point, but the return you're going to get and the perceived value is far going to exceeds. far exceed the $1,000 difference. Yeah. Uh, so I think when employers really start to grasp that and start to think strategically on how they incorporate this into their overall compensation package, mm -hmm. that's when we'll really start to see a huge uptick in, this, in yeah. this benefit. And no setup fees. No setup fees. No renewal fees. No renewal fees. Just the straight who's enrolled in the program. Right. Okay. So... And, it, and oh, that is what... If they also, if they have three different loans... If that one employee has three different loans, that's still considered only one transaction fee from a benefit ed perspective. Okay. And that's important, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but that's important because, yes, someone could have maybe different places where they took out loans to get through school, but one of the reasons why been admin like this is so important is because those loans get sold to some other financial institution, and it can be really challenging for someone to be making payments and then having to chase down where that payment should go or if it was even sent to the right place because maybe since last month your loan was sold somewhere else. Exactly. Yeah. So and so let's before we start to wrap up, then let's let's talk about why someone should have an administrator because I have had that question most consistently. This sounds easy. This sounds like we could just add this into part of our process on the payroll side. Why would a company really need to pay someone to do it? Dennis, why don't you start and then I'll, I'll come in the tail end. <laughs> sure, sure. Uh, I guess for me, a couple of things come to mind when, when I'm asked that. Um, one, the employee doesn't have to divulge to their employer their personal information and, and let them know where they're at from a financial uh, health perspective, right? Yeah. Um, a, a lot of, I would say a lot of employees, I know myself included, would be kind of skittish essentially to, to give that information to my employer. Right. Plus the transaction fees that are charged are relatively small considering the number of different loan service providers that you'd mentioned as far as how loans get paid back and forth or sold back and forth. To, to try to have somebody from an, from inside your company trying to administer that on a monthly basis could be very, very challenging. Yeah, agreed. 
Anything else that you wanted to throw in there, Todd? In terms of the employer offering it and, and, and ministering it themselves, it, he, he kind of hit on it. And I think a good way to just wrap your head around it is just like mortgages were packaged and resold, these student loans were packaged and resold. So you make a payment to lender A, well, lender A was just sold to lender B, now I need to go track that money down. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think your HR folks uh, are probably have enough to, uh, to take up their time uh, than something like this. Yeah, they would agree with you on that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and and then here too, I mean, let's really quickly, if someone uses Emeritus for dental and vision, is it consolidated billing? Is it separate billing? Is there any advantage there? Currently, there is not. Uh, the, the billing in that is all handled through the company of Benefit Ed. Okay. So the... Uh, so the bills would be coming from from benefit and the nice thing is that some you know we've had the question do we have to purchase your dental or your vision program in order to get the benefit ed student loan repayment program and the, and the answer is no so that's kind of part of the reason is it is a separate benefit election um and i know that there are though some bundling discounts that are available uh, when we look at packaging student loan repayment okay. dental and vision so there are some advantages there uh, and then, you know, to a, an earlier point on why Emeritus rolled this out, we've always kind of been into the unique and different. And when you look strategically at retention in that aspect, a lot of our dental programs have features that increase the coverage the longer you're with the company. And the more that you get preventive care, the richer your benefit will be the next year. So. If you tie in the student loan repayment program, um, the dental program, that the, the longer you're with this company, the, the better benefit you're going to have, you really start to, to put a, a, a you know, target on that retention um, problem that companies face and, and address it. So um, it just falls in line with what Emeritus likes to do. Yeah, well, and there's not a lot of other companies who are doing this. I mean, there's not a huge space out there for this been admin benefit and certainly we're not seeing other carriers you know incorporate this kind of a financial piece into their regular offering right and there there is no other employee benefits vendor in the space right now most of the other companies that are doing it are startups uh, that have been funded by banks and so forth uh, but in terms of uh, employee benefits vendor that's been in the employee benefits space for over 40 years, Emeritus, as of right now, is the only company offering such a program. And, and Dennis, kind of correct me if I'm wrong. No, that, that is, uh, you're exactly right. As far as somebody that's been in this space, as, as long as Emeritus has, uh, I believe we're the only one. And Yeah, and, you know, I, I kind of just was drawing a blank there on the last one, but one of the other things that... Uh, why a company might not want to offer this direct and you want to work with someone that's in this space is, and I, we probably need to sh- kind of shed light on this, is one of our partners and one of the things we offer through our benefit ed program is access to our partner UFI, who can help you potentially refinance your student loan to a lower oh, um, interest rate. So okay. UFI is a partner of benefit ed, and obviously if you're now uh, a, an employee who has student loan debt, but you have an employer that is making a direct contribution to your student loan, your risk of defaulting goes down quite a bit. So therefore, right. your interest rate would become a little more uh, preferential to that lender uh, or to potential lenders. And UFI is our partner who helps employees who want to look at refinancing. That's huge. 
That's huge. Do you have any idea what the percentage or likelihood is when people go to you fight or refinance? Do they have a pretty good rate of helping people? Well, I would say it just kind of is, it's, it's, like Dennis said, it's, it's shedding light on the whole financial wellness discussion. Yeah. So now let's incorporate that into, well, what's your car loan at? It's at 5%. Well, did you know, have you shopped your credit union? Did you know your company had a credit union? Or did you know uh, that U.S. Bank is doing a, a loan? I, I think it just kind of all comes into that discussion of let's, let's get smarter with um, our finances and specifically our debt. Yes. Let's do it, because, you know, who wants to carry student loans around for 10 years or 15 years? I mean, some of the things that, you know, I, I think we're all hearing just, it's a little, a little scary about, you know, what happens with all this debt, and certainly what happens if it doesn't get paid, you know? The, the, the big number that always kind of makes me take a step back is there is $1.41 trillion, not billion, $1.41 trillion of unsecured student loan debt out there. Crazy. So... And, and climbing every month. Yeah. And climbing every month. Yeah. Well, um, I I love, and I think uh, those who listen would also love the fact that you know we're not talking about prescription coverage today. We're not talking about the Affordable Care Act. It's always refreshing to dive into something that is new and different and not not connected with you know some of this healthcare piece. And I am really appreciative of both of you spending some time to help explore this with us and if people want to learn more I think we can make the case study available that, that Dennis mentioned and certainly information about uh, benefit ed and how the practical side of this would look for somebody who's who's interested so anything else you guys want to throw in for the for the good of the order today sure just uh, with additional information that is out there it's you great you is our website. All right. Well, thanks for that, you guys, and thanks to all of you for checking into the checkup. I hope you've learned something really interesting today, maybe feel a little inspired to take on something a little differently, and most importantly, find yourself well. Until next time. <laughs>